The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so our mission tonight is to try to crack the mystery of Ata Kadosh. Uh, and uh, I worked on this over uh, on Sunday with Levi. And uh, hopefully we have, um, I think we have like, I'd say like a 90, 95% complete understanding uh not complete obviously but like in terms of of like getting saying that like we have a an approach to the whole bracha okay so let's review what we did last time because it's been a couple weeks um so let me share the whole screen actually all right uh that's not the screen i wanted to share okay so we have uh ata kadosh v'shimcha kadosh ukdoshim choyom yalukhasala so you are transcendent, different, separate, uh, and your name is transcendent, different, separate, and every day transcendent, different, separate ones praise you, Sela. Uh, you Hashem are the source of Baruch Hashem. Uh, you Hashem are the source of blessing. Hakel Kadosh, the transcendent, separate, different God. Okay, and our questions were, um, well, Sean's question really had to do with um, uh, what's the Havamina? Like, why would we? think that God is not uh, Kadosh. And we said that that's a good question or it's a, it's a bad question in the sense of you don't need to find out Havaminas for every bracha um, or for every like line in tefillah. It's not like a Gemara or a Mishle Pasuk, uh, but it is, there is a reality of the, the perception or the emotional Havamina that is the thing you're trying to to recalibrate through tefillah. So not that you need to come up with an idea that Hashem is not Kadosh, but that there might be a latent perspective or way of relating to Hashem that is being corrected through this. So in that sense, there is a Havamina, and it is a good question. Um, and then the other question we had is, oh, the other question he had is, why does it end with Hakel HaKadosh uh, when we don't usually end brachos with Hakel? Um uh, you know, we usually just end it with like Goel Yisrael or, you know, Rofei Choleyam Yisrael, just, you know, describing God, not uh, not describing him as as uh, God. Okay. Then we had our questions. What do we mean by Kadosh in this sense? Are we using this, the term in the same way or different ways throughout the bracha? And we said that it almost like, oh, actually, we wrote this later on. Why? Okay, fine. What's the Havmina? Okay. Uh, why? Okay. I guess I did write those questions. <laughs> For who or what are the Kadoshim? Um, and we said that there's two possibilities. Uh, you could say the Kadoshim are the Malachim, are the angels. Uh, and the the reason to think that is because we say that in the Kadusha. We describe the angels as as uh, praising God every day. And that's what we spent last time on that we focus on this. Uh, or you could say the Kadoshim is Kla Yisrael, which seems hard because they're much less Kadosh. We are much less Kadosh. First of all, we're not intrinsically, sorry. First of all, human beings' kedusha is different than the kedusha of God or the angels. The kedusha of God or the angels is the fact that they're non-physical, seemingly. So once you say that you're talking about Klal Yisrael, so then you're talking about human kedusha, which is a different phenomenon. And then even if you said you're talking about human kedusha, human beings are not intrinsically kadosh. Um, so, like, why are you making reference to beings who have to strive to be kadosh and say that that we praise God? I mean, it seems like Malachim is just a better shot. Um, then uh, five is what whoever the Kadoshim are, what are they doing in the bracha? Um, once you start comparing God's Kadusha to other things, it kind of dilutes the concept of Kadusha, saying that he's different. He's different just like these guys are different, you know, uh, is like, uh, you know, it, 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 it's like somewhat cheapening the concept of God's Kadusha. And then what is Shimcha Kadosh doing here? Minor, I mean, we need to know what Shimcha Kadosh is in general, but like, you know, why don't we just say Ata Kadosh? Yeah. Okay. I think those are the main questions. Okay. So then we did the Abu Diram who says, uh, who identifies the Psukim. Uh, you know what? Let's just do this. We'll make our own Dibram Moskals here uh, by making these on different lines. Um, so he says, Ata Kadosh is based on a Pasuk in Yeshayahu, which says, Vahakel HaKadosh Nikdash Vitztaka, which we'll review in a second. Uh, that the holy God is um, sanctified <coughs> through uh, justice, and here it means uh, it means justice. We found out Mashim Kadosh is based on the pasuk Vakadosh Shemo, which we did not look that up in context. That's what we're going to do today. Um, and um, uh, I don't know what he means by Kenegedze. 
corresponding to this, meaning maybe to God's Kedusha, I'm not sure. Elu Yisrael, uh, these are the Jews. Shinamar, as it says, Kedoshim Tihu, says, you shall be uh, Kadosh. And then I don't think we pointed this out last time. I didn't notice it in my Chavrusa until later on. The phrase Kikel, oops, sorry. The phrase Kikel Melech Gadol, uh, Gadol that doesn't appear of a Karashata, that doesn't appear in our bracha. <laughs> I just uh I just didn't notice it last time. Um it's you know, the reason why it's familiar to us is it's in our kedusha. It's not in our bracha. Okay, but so um, that's why like it sounds uh, familiar. But Kikel Melch Gadol Ani, we did not look that up in context because I'm a great uh king. Uksiv Gadol Ata, and it says and tell him you are great. And then the Kadoshata is Kamosha Marno. Kadoshata is like we said. I, I assume he means that it's the same idea as uh, Atakadosh. So because this is not in our bracha, and because I didn't figure this out with my chavru, so we're going to ignore it for now, okay? Um, uh, we, we can work on it later on to get a unified idea, but because, you know, m- my general approach to the Nusach HaTefillah is, like, I do find other Nusachas um, interesting, but, but like, in my general approach, I try to just compare the Ashkenazic Nusach like a standard one, and then the Rambams, and here they're both the same. And in fact, most Nuschalas don't have, that I saw, don't have uh, Kikel Melch Gadol. So we're just going to ignore that for now. Um, what it does seem to fit into, by the way, is the Yom Narayim version, because uh, that definitely emphasizes Machos, but uh, let's leave that out for now. Brukhat Hashem HaKel HaKadosh, that goes, uh, for, that's from Kikadosh Ani Hashem, uh, that uh, because I Hashem am, uh, am, am transcendent or holy or separate or different, that's the second half of the Pasuk in um, in uh, Vayikra of uh, Yotas. Um, okay. I just have a question on um, our gear stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like, isn't there an idea, an idea that um, the Hasima has to be like, or whatever, like Me'ena Hasima or something? Yeah, Me'ena Hasima. Uh, right, the, the penultimate yeah. sentence has to be the same as the conclusion, yeah. Right, so in our gear stuff, it seems like that's not the case. I mean, uh-huh. it's that's talking about the Kedoshim, not God. That's a good question. Okay, that's a strong question. And it's not only a strong question, it's a likable question because it supports our whole approach. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that might be why the Abu Dhirim, uh, puts it in because he has this other phrase. Well, he at least has another Kel Melch Gadol Vakadosh. So he's referring to Kel HaKadosh here. Yeah, okay, good question. Let's add that to our list here. Is in our Nusach, um, how is the the samuch lechasima me'in hachasima? Okay, good question. Okay, any other questions before we go back to the psukim? Okay, so let's go back and review the psukim, and then we'll review the steps we took last time, and then uh, and then try to um, to cover new ground. Okay, so. Atah Kadosh is based on Hakel Kadosh Niktash Bitsaka. We're not going to read through all the Pesukim like we did last time. Whoops. Um, but let's just review the uh, the the general, um, the main point here. So this was in Yeshayahu Perak uh, Hay, which is criticizing Claudius Israel for being involved in um, drunkenness and uh, debauchery and uh, taiva and neglecting um, the... Uh, the Maise Hashem, okay? Um, and the key psukim here were, um, this was one key pasuk, Vahaya Kinor Vanevel, Tov Vachaliel, so those are all instruments, Vyayim Ishtem, Veis Pol Hashem Lo Yabitu Masiyat of Lorau. They did not um, uh, gaze at the work of Hashem and his handiwork they did not see. So the Radak gave two interpretations here. One was, that um, they're, he says uh, that they were rich and they had the money, they, they didn't need to work. But he says, All of their involvement was in uh, partying and listening to songs, to music. They did not spend their free time in words of Torah and words of the Chachamim, which is the work of Hashem. And the Masayadav, the, the handiwork of Hashem, is the, what he wrote in the Luchos. So this is uh, including all the mitzvahs. Um, so that sounds like it's saying, I don't think I made this clear last time. It sounds like it's saying, Poel Hashem is the learning of Torah. And then Masayadav is the mitzvahs. Uh, so they weren't involved in mitzvahs. 
Then he says, Or you could say that both of them refer to the to astronomy. Uh, so uh, the studying the heavens is like a great way to arrive at recognition of God. So that could be the thing they were ignoring. And then Chazal, uh, and this is, That's appreciating the glory of God. Okay, fine. So, Chazal say that if you don't, if you know how to appreciate and uh, and be involved in astronomy, and you don't do it, then it's you're neglecting the work of God. Um, okay, fine. So that was a key pasuk, and then the second key pasuk here. Is lachin gala ami mibli daas uchvodo mesei raav v'hamono tzama. Therefore, my people is exiled for lack of knowledge, and its glory mibli daas uchvodo mesei raav v'hamono tzama. So let's see what the uh, redact again says here. Bavur since they neglected the work of God and they turned towards eating and drinking and enjoyment, therefore they will be exiled from their place. And they're gonna be starving and thirsty, because they were involved in eating and drinking instead of of uh of studying the works of Hashem. So therefore God's gonna take away their food and drink, you know, so that that will both point to the cause and also open a path for tshuva. Um, okay, fine. Then the last pasuk that was key pasuk here is our pasuk. So, um, as a result, oh, he says here. Through that judgment that he does with the wicked people of Israel, um, he will be exalted in his justice. And they will say that he is exalted and uh, and on high, and he judges the world according to his desire. And uh, the whole the transcendent God when he does justice with them, he will be sanctified through them. As it says, through my the one my holy ones, I will be sanctified. That Venemar. Uh, and it says, I will be sanctified with them. And the Rashi brings down that those Pesukim are associated with, um, uh, um, or sorry, and not Rashi, sorry. Um, the Pasuk says that's about the death of Nana Navihu. Rashi brings down the Chazal, which many do, that they were drunk. So that's the same that, that, that these B'nai Israel were involved in. Tzedakah means uh, uprightness like Mishpat. And I even saw um, the Rashbam, uh, no, not the Rashbam. The Mahari Kra says that in this Pasuk, um, he says, When they are, are bowed and low, lowered, God is exalted, raised up from the Mishpat that he does with him. When God does punishment to Rashaim, then his name is exalted in the world. And then he clarifies, So what does Tzedakah mean? Um, with the justice that's done with them. And then he says, This is a good just methodology principle or word principle. Whenever you find Tzedakah next to Mishpat, the tzedakah there is not charity, um, uh, but it, it's a lashon of enacting judgment. Blas justiza, justice, um, in French. I don't know what that is in old French. <laughs> okay, fine. So that, that, I just wanted to point out that the tzedakah here is not righteousness. It's, uh, it's justice. And that fits in with the radak also. Okay. So that is step one, okay? Um, and we said that that's a little weird because when we think of the bracha, 
Ata Kadosh, we think, I mean, at least I think it's talking about the fact that God is essentially Kadosh, right? That God is separated from, from physicality. We, in other words, it's a, 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 a what, what, you know, um, I think the Sefer Karm calls an essential attribute. Now, God doesn't have any attributes, but he says an attribute like God's oneness or his eternality. But what it turns out is, is it's talking about when God does action. It's really talking about his actions. When he does justice to the Rishayim, then he, he, he is, is niskadesh. He is sanctified. So that's not the direction we were thinking. That's one weird thing. The other weird thing is this has an extremely negative connotation or uh, uh, association. I mean that that God's punishing us. So like, why are we bringing up this idea here in this bracha of kedusha? Okay. All right. Any, any questions on that? I think that brings us to the end of our review pre ideas because we we did make some moves next time, but it was based on the kedushim tu. So is that good for for review of uh, that Yeshayahu? Take that as a yes. And okay. now, uh, can you just yeah. uh, go over the major idea? Yeah, the major idea is that um, that Klal Yisrael is involved in their taivas and they're neglecting um, Chachma. That was their hate, uh, whether Chachma Satora or Chachma Sakuchavim. And therefore, God punishes them, Mina Kneg and Mida. And that punishment. I mean, any punishment when we're trying to get what they deserve, but this punishment, because it really highlights the values of Torah that really we're supposed to be involved in our higher nature, not our lower nature. So then God's God is sanctified in, through that uh, because it highlights his position as the Dion who does whatever he wants in line with justice and also highlights the fact that like we deviated from his laws and therefore we uh, we get the consequences. So it shows that he's above every everything in that sense but it's not showing the idea of him not being physical that's the that's the point i'm trying to make today that i didn't make so clear last time okay um all righty so then all right so the new pasuk i initially thought uh that we had to do the entirety of yeshayahu um or the entirety of the context here i'm gonna i've determined with my harusa that we really don't um so it's possible we're missing something though, but I'll, I'll, I'll just for, for thoroughness, I'll summarize for you what happens, uh, the parts that we're skipping here. So earlier in, hold on a second, I just got to readjust my windows here so I can see everybody. Um, hold on. Okay. Um, so this is in, in Yeshayahu Nun Zion, uh, uh, Perik Nun Zion. So Sukim Aleph, or I don't know about Aleph, but like pretty much up until here, all of this is basically criticizing Klal Yisrael for hidden hidden avodah that they're they are hiding idols in their house or they're going out to worship it in uh, in secret and they're trying to conceal it from God and the Navi's calling them out on it. So um, that's one nevuah, and then beginning with pasuk dalad, this is the haftorah of Yom Hakippurim. So begin solu solu. So um, and then here's our pasuk here. So va'amar solu solu panu darech harimu michshal miderech ami. So the Navi says pave, uh, like literally smooth out, smooth out for you a path for yourself. Remove stumbling blocks from the path of my nation, of my people. For thus says the one who is, is, is high and elevated, Ad, who dwells forever, the Kadosh Shemo, and his name is holy. Marum the Kadosh Eshkon. So this is what God says. I am on high and I, I dwell in a transcendent manner. Okay. The esdeke ruach ushval ruach, but I am with the one who is oppressed, and I'm with the down, uh, the lowly of spirit. Lahachayos ruach shvalim, lahachayos levnid kaim, to give life to the spirit of the lowly and to enliven the broken of heart. I believe that's the pasuk that the Rambam quotes at the end of Hilchos Megillah Perak Sheni when he's talking about how when you emulate, emulate the shechina, uh, well, when you when you uh, uh, take care of the downtrodden, you're emulating the shechina. Okay, so what does this mean? Um, and what's the idea of God being depicted as exalted, but at the same time, he uh, is with the poor? I mean, to those who are in my Tehillim share, this shouldn't be a uh, foreign theme. This is really the theme in that first parak of Hallel. Um, but the Radak says it out here also. He says, Shochinad, first of all, what does it mean he dwells forever? Shochin la'olam, he dwells forever. Okay, fine. Vatam shochin ad ad ki kmoshi yikra shochin misha masmid amidaso bamakum bamakum. Just like we call someone a shochin who 
dwells, who stands um, uh, constantly in one place, Cain or remains constantly in one place. Uh, that uh, we call him the one who dwells eternally because he continually is uh, uh, is on the creations. He continually supervises them. Okay, so it's talking about his. So shochinah is a reference to his hashgacha. Okay, which kind of fits into the last part of the pasuk. The kadoshimo. So that's our phrase. Kamosha shemati shahayukorim oso hasrafim kadosh Hashem tzvakos. Uh, just like I heard them calling the Sra- the Srafim calling uh, Hashem uh, is separate uh, master of legions. Ma yomar hakel marum kadosh eshkon. What does God say? The exalted and sanctified God, I dwell. Okay, so this gave me a little bit of relief. You know, last time we went down the uh, the confusing path of trying to learn kedusha, and I I, I was worried afterwards because I felt like, oh, maybe there's no. Uh, Maybe that's not relevant to what we're doing, but he's saying that this is a reference to that. Um, he's saying it's, it's the reference to the malachim, the fact that they sanctify God's name. Okay, now we get to the what I think is the key part of the pasuk here. Vestake ushva ruach. Okay, the af the the oppressed and the lowly spirited. Even though I dwell with those who are on high and those who are, are transcendent, these are the spheres and the um, the angels. So too I dwell with the lower creations. With those who are among them, uh, who are uh, oppressed and lowly spirited. To enliven their spirit and their, and their hearts. Even though they are in trouble, even though they're sometimes in sorrow, don't think that I that I do not relate to them, to supervise them. Same thing with the Jews. Even though they're going to, in the future, be in a uh, in Gaulus for a long time. And they're lowly and oppressed. I will uh, enliven them. They're like they're dead in Gaulus due to the abundant sorrows. Okay, so that's our Pasuk here. So what do you say? <laughs> what The question is like, what does this do for our phrase vikado shemo like what what are we supposed to think of in kado shemo when we uh when we think of this this phrase here cuz this is also different than what we said last time i think last time we said that Kadosh Shemo is the idea that Shem Hashem is usually Yudiyas Hashem, and God is Kadosh, <clears throat> and therefore His name is Kadosh. Meaning, like let's let's put it in terms in other terms that that I think we talked about recently is like Yudke Vavke is the name that stands for God's existence, you know, His essence, and that's unknowable to us, you know. So most most Shemos we can know, uh, especially even the, the Shemos of Hashem, because it's referring to God's actions. But here we we said last time. God is Kadosh and his shame is Kadosh, meaning that we can't even have any concept of God himself, that since he is completely removed from physicality and from the world, and we can only see things through the physical, therefore his name is Kadosh. And I thought that that was a great idea, but it seems to have nothing to do with this. I mean, there is a similar idea like that, like we were talking about, uh, like you mentioned in in Hollow, about um, like that, uh, that he's like, not necessarily about that he's above the physical, but that he's above like the, you know, social, social categories right. and stuff. Okay, good, good. So um, that, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. no, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So the, in fact, the, the, the phrase he used, not here, but the phrase the Radak used in the previous Radak of, um, uh, Vishofi Ha'olam Kirtsono, um, that's very in, so similar to the Parak of Hollow 113 that we were doing that, that God is completely above the social order. doesn't matter if you're exalted Jews, like, like living it up, you know, uh, drinking your martinis and like listening to your uh, Kinoros. Um, but he'll, he'll exile you and take away your martinis. You know, uh, if you're neglecting to look at the, um, at the, uh, Masa Yadav and those who are decay and Shval Ruach, doesn't matter that they're in the lowliest state in, in, in society, he'll raise them up and help them. Uh, and he'll he'll relate to him in his hashgacha. Yeah. 
And I think this also relates to what we said last time as well, or not last time in, in the Tehillim also that the, the, so here there's a clear Havamina, right? What, what, and I think even someone, one of you said this uh, last time we worked on, on uh, the first part, what, what's the Havamina here of our Pasuk? And I think the Navi is addressing a Havamina. I mean, he said the Redox says explicitly. You can cheat and read the Radak. <laughs> oh, you might think it's him is too kadosh. It doesn't relate to us. There's yeah, exactly. Stuff. Right. So, don't think that I don't relate to you, right? So, you might think that that God is so exalted that he only relates to the Malachim or only relates to, um, you know, to... Uh, people on a on, on a high social level but that's not true is god cares about all of his uh creations you know and the people who are in need he he uh he relates to okay but what does that have to do with kedush uh, so i okay, fine sorry we answered that so it's this is shifting our view of kedusha we're not talking about kedusha in terms of god's essence we're talking about kedusha in terms of of almost despite god's essence he is mashgiach on 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 people who need it. Okay, so it's talking about midos hakadosh baruch Okay, that's a that's an important step here. Okay, then we go to our next pasuk, which we did talk about last time. Ukdoshim b'choyom yhalaluch asela, and the kedoshim um, praise you every day, and that's Yisrael as it says kedoshim to you. And the brokatoshim akel hakadosh shnemar ki kadosh ani. So. What is so? What pasuk is this? So this is in Vayikra, okay. Daber el bnei Yisrael v'yamarta aleim kadoshim tihu ki kadosh ani Hashem elokechem. So speak to the entire assembly of, of the children of Israel and say to them, "You should be kadosh because I Hashem am kadosh." Um, and so the question there obviously is like, how can um, how can our kedusha even how can we, how could the implication be that we should be kadosh like Hashem is kadosh? Hashem is kadosh means that he's not physical. We are physical, so it seems like standard shot among the Mufarshim means that we should rise above our physical nature in order to emulate him. So, for example, the Rabag says, "Rotolomer shetiskachu mechasronos You should we should sanctify you should sanctify yourself from the deficiencies of matter, v'tipardu miinyano, and remove yourself from its character, b'tachlis mash efshar, to the greatest extent possible. So, remove yourself from like your animalistic nature. In that way, you'll come to resemble him according to what's possible. Because I, Hashem, am separated from matter and clean from it in all ways. So that was what we said, uh, the Otsar Tfilos um, pointed out that Kadoshim here is spelled Chaser without the Vav and Kadosh here is spelled Male. And his drasha was that we can't have full Kadusha. We can only approximate it. Only God can have full Kadusha. Our Kadusha is lacking. Okay, so now we have enough. Now, and, and remember, and, and, and plain shot is the Kedusha refers to the animalistic, you know, um, tendencies. And uh, and like the Ramam says, that that's primarily going to express itself in Malchalas Asuros and Isurei Bia, in, um, in, in uh, you know, in, in the restrictions on food and on on various forms of, uh, of sexual activity. So partially at least that is related to the first parakeet in Ishayahu that we did because they had a Kedusha problem. They were in, I mean, he doesn't say anything about, about Isuri Bia, but he does say that they were indulging in, in food and drink and, and wine, which is a lack of Kedusha. Okay. So now based on all of this, I think we now have enough to assemble a theory for, um, for Atakadosh uh, based on the Abudir. I'm just going to actually copy and paste this just so we can see it side by side. So let's try to state the theory and flesh it out, and then we'll go back and see if we can answer all of our questions. So what do you say the main idea is? And what's the relationship between all these things? 
I mean, that's really what we have to explain. I mean, we don't have to say the main idea yet. We can just explain the relationship, you know, like what's the relationship between God being sanctified through punishing Rishi Yisrael for indulging their taivas uh, and God being exalted and relating to the poor or not the poor, but the, the downtrodden and us being cut off by separating from our physicality. I have a thought. Sure. Um, I feel like in terms of the way that we're talking, that like it's the Kedusha, in that in terms of the way we're talking about Hashem, in terms of Kedusha, yeah, um, is that he is like you know completely like non-physical and not uh, and unchanging, yet um, he somehow still relates to us. Right. Um. And I'd say Kedusha in terms of people is that, you know, we are physical, but yet we, we can somehow, you know, you know, like tap into like the non-physical and like ideas, um, something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good approach. Uh, and I, I definitely think that's related to the main idea. Uh, anyone else have any other uh, steps? Okay, so let me let me talk it out, uh, and then we'll see if we can get it unified, and then we'll see if it answers the questions. So I, I said this before; I, I kind of jumped the gun. Uh, but uh, what I think the big chiddush here is that we're not talking about kedusha as as a feature of God's essence. We're talking about kedusha as a a, a midas hakadosh baruch Hu that we can emulate through the bidrachav. Okay. Um, and in fact, that's one of the one of the examples that's given in that chazal is mahu nikra kadosh afatahiye kadosh. Just like God is called um, transcendent, so too you should be transcendent. So the way that this is expressing itself here is that practically speaking, what it means is that we should remove ourselves from our animal um, animalistic tendencies and, and the influences of physicality. And strive to live as Selim Elohim's by recognizing God's um, uh, God's handiwork. But what that's going to do, the, the the result of that should be a recognition, a, a desire to emulate God in His capacity as the one who's Ram Venisa and Kadosh. Meaning, what's God's perspective, so to speak? God's perspective is looking at the creation from on high and seeing all of his creatures. And when he sees that they have needs, he responds to those needs. That's the music. I mean, I, I gave a whole Sunday share on this in uh, the music. But the, the upshot of that uh, at the very end, and this is the last parak in the morning of is the whole point of listing the Yuga Momidos is not so that we have abstract knowledge of God. It's that we know God via his ways and then we strive to emulate those ways um and so that's that's what harmonizes the idea of excuse me of yeshayahu perik nunzai of uh, sorry yeshayahu perik hey which is withdrawing from the animalistic and focusing on yidias hashem and then that should lead to the result in yeshayahu nunzayan which is which is caring for those who are in need and, and being v'halach to bidrachav and emulating God's actions. And the the derech the to that is the mitzvah of kadoshim tihiu ki kadosh ani, which is what the bracha is about. And I actually found someone who expresses this very well. This was one of the quotations that I had up in my uh, my classroom. Um, uh, I think I might have referred to this on the Stoke Jew podcast also. So this is an Einstein quote. Um, and uh, obviously Einstein was not a, uh, uh, he was a deist, so he doesn't hold by hashgacha. But Judge for yourself how relevant this is. He says, a human being is part of a whole called by us the universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest us. 
Our task must be to free himself, ourselves from this prison by widening our circles of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. Now, you can ask Einstein, what does embrace, uh, what does uh, this compassion have to do with um, with the universe? <laughs> you know, um, and and he has several quotations like this. So I'm not just getting at this from here, but what Einstein is describing here basically is to the extent that you are locked into your physical self with your physical realm of influence and your physical desires and your physical affections. So then you are, are going to be blocking yourself to seeing the, the needs and the unity and the harmony in the rest of the universe. So, but by, by looking at things from a universal perspective, then you realize that you're all part of one system and that, that will break you out of your 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 animalistic egocentric prison to then relate to other people with compassion. Now, Einstein is doing this without the mitzvah of Halakta Bidrachov, but this is exactly what our bracha is doing with the Halakta Bidrachov, that by foregoing your animalistic pleasures and seeking the Masi Hashem and the Po Hashem, that's Yeshayahu Nun, uh, that's Yeshayahu Hey, so then you'll come to recognize Hashem, but that recognition will not just stop as like a monastic, you know, um, like meditating on Yedias Hashem in the abstract, it's going to, if you do it right, it's going to spill over into it will spill over into you emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do justice uh, and righteousness and, and chesed for, for those who are in need. And, and that is the directive of Kadoshin Piyu Ki Kadoshin Yashem, you know, uh, that he's saying you should become Kadosh like I am Kadosh, because that will, that is the ideal way for a human being to live, to live as a Tzal Melukim, not under the influence of the animalistic. And it leads to being a Shliach of Hashem in terms of Bahalacha Bedrachav to carry out his will in the, in, in the world. So the Bracha is a call to action. And what is the Bracha doing here? So I think we said the, the, the kernel of this last time, but now I'm convinced of it is <laughs> this is the the setup for all the bakashas okay this is the the shevach that that sets you up for the bakashas is you start with the gavuros uh, sorry with the avos which is god relating to avram yitzhak and yaakov um for uh, and being mashkiach on them because they lived in a, in you know following yehud hashem and and chesed and mishpat then you reflect on the gavuros hashem which is the way he relates to everything in the universe and then you reflect on his Kedusha, which is the fact that only one who is completely transcendent can relate to the universe in this way and can be Machai HaMesim, you know, and and uh, but we don't focus on this in the neutral, pristine, abstract, essential quality form of Kedusha of like, rather we focus, we're praising God as Kadosh with a recognition that this is Machai of us to emulate that Kedusha in everything that we do. And that sets up all the Bakashos because now when you ask for good, you're not just asking for good to satisfy your desires. You're asking for good as a vehicle of, uh, of Kedoshim Tihiyu and in the framework of Kedoshim Tihiyu so that you can enact all of this and, and, and emulate God that way. You know, so it really frames all your bakashos in, in by reminding you of what the purpose of all the goods is that you're asking for, which is kedoshim tiu ki kedoshim yashem. Um, could you uh, read this idea through the words? Yeah, uh, I can read through seventy <laughs> percent of the words. You'll notice there's one thing that he's not explaining. Ata Kadosh, okay, so you are the one who is um, transcendent and above everything to do as you will, and, uh, and um, you know, the one who created the entire world and that we human beings have to recognize, you know, should recognize because that's what we are essentially is a Selim Elkim, and if we don't, then we're going to get, we're going to sanctify him through another way, right? We said that last time. Either you're sanctified by Kedoshim to you, or you're sanctified by HaKal HaGadosh Nikdash Bitzaka. Or sorry, either you bring about a Kedusha Sashem through recognition of his Kedusha or by being punished by him, you know? So that's Atah Kadosh, is that that's, that's, that's in, in a hierarchy of existence, God is above everything and we are the creatures on earth that recognize him, the, the rational animals 
that essentially live by irrationality and recognize him. And if not, then if we live like animals, then we'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be, uh, you know, crushed accordingly. Okay. Vishimcha Kadosh, and his name is Kadosh, meaning that, 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 uh, the praise of God, that the Malachim given that he's so on high might lead you to think that he doesn't relate to those who are lowly, but to the contrary, because he is the Bore Olam and because he knows all of, he has that universal perspective and, and knows all of the needs of all of his creatures. Therefore, and he's, he's good. He is, he's Hatova Metiv. Therefore he does relate to all of his creatures, even the lowest ones. And he provides for their needs. Ukadoshim Boho Yom, Yahalulu and those who are Kadosh, which ideally should be us, that we should aspire to, we praise him every day. That's the phrase that, that the Abu Dhirim doesn't explain, that we praise him every day. I, I'm going to posit that, that that what that means is that we use Sheva Hashem as a vehicle for recognizing these ideas. Um, uh, maybe there's more to think about there. Baruch HaTashem, you Hashem are the source of all good. And what good are we talking about here is HaKel HaKadosh, that you're Noheg in accordance with your Kedusha. You you exercise, I mean, if you want to say HaKel HaKadosh as Midas Adin, you execute punishment according to Kedusha, but I don't think that's the direction he's going because, um, I mean, we saw someone else who said that, uh, or we, we speculated about that last time, um, but it's not Midas Adin um, because, um, uh, because it's from Ki Kadosh Ani. Rather, I mean, I guess you could say it's the force of Kedusha, uh, using Kel as a, as as the force or the 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 governing principle of kedusha, I'm not exactly sure what the Kel how the how Kel fits into the main idea here, um, but that's that's the uh, the association. And again, just to remind you, I have a way, question. Just to, yeah, b- b- before we do, just to remind you in terms of Yako's request to read through this, remember the the, the method here is. This is not the pshat of the bracha. The pshat of the bracha is you are kadosh and your name is kadosh and and, and, and kadosh ones uh, praise you every day. Okay, but the way that this is is again, Antichrist Agadola constructed the tefillah from psukim, which was the only sefer that was available. Okay, meaning the only thing in ksav that you're reading is Torah of ksav, and 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 people learned it and people knew it. So as you read this you're supposed to associate to the context that you're familiar with. So the, the primary meaning is the words. I'm not saying we throw out the idea that atakadosh means that God is not physical. I'm not saying that at all. But what we're trying to elucidate here is the association. What, what thoughts are you supposed to have? Which is like the, if you want to use a, a, an analogy that I'm going to borrow from uh, uh, Rabbi David Foreman, he used this about Midrash Shot. I'll use this here, is the, the text of the tefillah is the melody and the associations from the psukim are the harmony, you know? So it does add to the music, but it, it's not, it's not the, to mistake it for the melody would be, it would, would be a mistake. The harmony is not the melody. It's accompanying the melody. Yeah. Uh, who, who uh, had a question? Uh, I mean, yeah. But if you're saying about the harmony though, that's, I mean, what do you said in gender new question to me? Yeah. Uh, the harmony is, Forming a composite whole, right? It's not just a yeah, so just just associated yeah, yeah, it's not, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The full effect that you're going to get through the entire the entire piece. So it's kind of like well. a second level, like like it's the second level, yeah. It's association, yeah. Okay, um, but I was going to ask before. I don't really understand Shimcha Kadosh. Mm-hmm. It seems like the wrong words. What it's trying to convey. Yeah, I mean, I think Shimcha Kadosh here. Uh, uh, hold on, do we see this somewhere? Uh, maybe we saw this in the Ozar Tefilas. Hold on. Um, or maybe I saw it and I didn't read it. Uh, while I'm finding it, you can admire the beautiful font and the readability. Is uh, your fan just turned on? Uh, it's it kicked into gear. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I might do, by the way, is I might end a few minutes early and then close my computer and let it cool down and see if that makes a difference for the next year. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything particularly fan worthy. Um, oh, here we go. We did we did see this. So in the Yunt feel like he says, "Ah, oh, this actually fits in very nicely now." Okay, Shimcha uh, Kadosh is Hanhagasacha as Haolam, your conduct of the world. Um, now I don't. You can ask Yaakov's question on that. You could say, "How is that the Shem Hashem?" You know, um, that part I, I I don't I I don't know offhand. Um, uh, possibly because the Shemos Hashem are all references to um, 
Mm, no. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's look at Yahoo again. Um, that's not Yahoo at all. Oh, this is the one I wanted. Yeah. Um, Kikomar Ram Venisa Shochin Ad Vikadosh Shemo. Marum Vikadosh Eshkon. Yeah, so the question is how does Kadosh Shemo fit into that? Shochin Olam. Yeah, it's difficult. I don't think I found anyone who uh, who said anything better here, but I'm just going to quickly check. Um... Yeah. Mundus. <laughs> uh, great to see a, a funny word in the middle of a commentary like that. <laughs> the Shadal. Um, yeah, I, I think all these other Mepharshim were tied into different ideas. Than the, than the approach that we're taking here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good uh, tie-in for that, uh, even according to the Peshat of the Pasuk. Shmuel Mukudash v'Nivdal v'Ein Aruch Elav. I mean, you could say that. Who that? Who else is the God who is so high and lofty and removed, yet so involved in 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 the in in Hanhaga of the world? I guess I'm also asking, there's no shot word where at first the idea that yet he's still involved in the lowly, right? Right. Not in the actual bracha. That's purely by the association. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just see if this answers our questions. So <clears throat> what do we mean by kadosh? So that we've explained here is uh, transcending physicality, and that's by God, and that's by by uh, by us. Um, but, but, and, and, um, What's the Havamina, right? So the Havamina is that because God is so transcendent, then he wouldn't be involved in, in the creations. Why Hakel? So that I still don't feel like we have a, a good answer for. I mean, I, th- I think we did last time. Uh, but um, I mean, I, I do know why. I, I have a, a, a side answer. This is not, just not an intrinsic answer. Like the way Sean asked the question was, why not just say Baruch Hashem HaKadosh? I don't think we ever qualify Yudke Vavke with an adjective because it refers to God's essence. So you can't just say Baruch Hashem HaKadosh. That that's that's a no no, <laughs> you know. Um, another answer that someone came up with, I forgot if one of you came up with this, or if when I was learning with Levy, he came up with this, is that because we've just been talking about kadoshim, we have to make it clear that that God is not uh, the same type of being as as those kadoshim. So we say how kel hakadosh to differentiate him from either klal or the malachim. You know, um, yeah, it- not yeah. Is it possible it's just for the association? Like, is that is that a possibility, or is that like but, but the problem though that. is that the association doesn't have the word kel in it though. I thought it was a kel kadosh nikdash. That's for ata kadosh. Oh, I see. Yeah, and that, that was that was my problem initially is that you would expect hakel hakadosh comes from the phrase hakel hakadosh. <laughs> you know, big surprise, it doesn't. It comes from ki kadosh ani. You know, um, which by the way oh, is a big word for my theory. That uh, I don't think this is a theory. I think it, it's it's it, it's the it's the self evident truth, you know. Uh, at this point, but like you know, when I first started doing the Abu Dhirim, my question was: Is he just finding phrases in Tanakh that this came from, or is he choosing the ones that he thinks are most appropriate to the idea? So if if he he's just saying Chazal like lifted phrases from Tanakh, like copying and pasting just because they're good phrases. You would definitely say that this comes from Hakel HaKadosh Nikdash Bitstaka, 100%. And he has no problem quoting it twice. So the fact that he goes out of his way to say that the Atakadosh is from Hakel HaKadosh Nikdash Bitstaka and Hakel HaKadosh at the end comes from Ki Kadosh Ani, which doesn't even have Hakel HaKadosh, shows that he's like trying to get at the ideas here. Yeah. Um, okay, what is Shimka Kadosh doing doing here? Okay, so we explained we didn't explain it fully here, um, but uh, 
Um, it uh, it doesn't run into the same problem. Um, oh, here, so this is good now. Why doesn't calling Hashem Kadosh dilute it by comparing his Kedusha to our Kedusha? The contrary, to the contrary. We are actually trying to emphasize the Midas HaKadosh Baruch of Kedusha, which is what we have to emulate. So the more similar, the better, you know. Um, and then in the Nusach, uh, how is it? So it's actually perfectly because it's literally the same Pasuk, you know, it's that we should be Kadosh like Hashem is Kadosh, you know, so it fits in very well there. Okay. Um, I hope this is a, this is a good approach at least. Uh, I, I'm not saying that we're completely done yet, but I think that this is like a good enough approach to have Kavana in this Bracha. That is, again, I'm just, I, I just rejoice in this because I, again, I, I've said this before, when I say the Bracha of Atah Kadosh, I just think of it as basically like, for me, it's no different than reviewing the Ramam's third uh, Iker of God not being physical. And like, I'm totally missing out on the fact that this is framing all of our Bakashos and, and is a call to action slash Tokaha, you know? So I think that's a good, uh, good dimension for this. Um, uh, I don't, I mean, obviously the next time we have this year would be in, uh, is, is scheduled for February. So I don't know. I, I'll probably want to move on. Um, we couldn't work out the two, uh quotes in Malachi and in Tehillim. We don't know why he quoted two, and we don't know what those two Psukim are doing. So if you want an additional challenge, they could look those up and, and try to work it out. Um, but for our Nusach, then we're good enough here. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I'm gonna uh Thanks. I'm gonna exit and turn off my computer for a while and see if that shuts off the fan. Okay. And we'll see you uh initially, those of you who are joining. Yeah. Thank, right, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.